Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I interview top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Donna Barnes again. She's a love coach dedicated to help you fix what's not working in your love life so you can have the relationship you want. She's the author of the book, Giving Up Junk Food Relationships, and the relationship expert on Good Morning America. She's also the creator of the Breakup Recovery Action Plan. So welcome, Donna. Thank you for joining me today. Today. Thanks. It's always great to be here with you. I love the episodes we recorded together. We did one not too long ago, right here on Bullhorn. We're broadcasting live on Bullhorn today. So, hi to everyone watching or listening live. Say hi in the chat. Let us know if you have any questions. And in our last episode, on how to know whether someone is in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, you said something that I thought was so profound. I just wanted to do a whole episode just on that one topic. And that is the fact that if someone doesn't want a real full-time committed relationship with you, and you end up giving away little pieces of yourself to them, even though they don't want the whole package, they get that fix of you and then they're satisfied and you end up at this place where you're sort of in limbo and not in the kind of relationship you want with them. So we're going to dive a little deeper into that topic today and unpack it here. Is there anything you want to say to kick this off, Donna? Well, if you want me to just dive right in, it really yeah. kind of comes down to telling yourself that you need to delay gratification in that you know, you want that fix too of immediately getting the contact with the person that you can't stop thinking about and that you're crazy about. But you have to really look at the big picture and love yourself enough to recognize that when you chase something, it runs. I, I, I just have to constantly say that. And depending, especially if you're a woman, men like to chase. So if you're taking that away from him, then he's not interested anymore. And and I've talked to men about that where they've said, yeah, as soon as I knew I had her, I lost interest. So mm. keep that in mind in not a letting someone have just a little bit because like the number one question I think of how good your relationship is, do I feel loved? And if someone's really not meeting your needs and making you feel loved, then you shouldn't want them anyway because you can't feel rejected by somebody that you don't want. So that's really the biggest key to it. And you are what you think you are. You really are. Your feelings follow your thoughts. And it, I'm a big fan of knocking someone off the pedestal that you have them on. If you really look at someone's faults, and the biggest one is that they're not communicating with you the way you want. You're not seeing them the way you want, and you're not feeling loved by them. So that's the biggest reason to tell yourself, I don't want you. I, I really don't want you because those little bits and pieces of trying to stay in contact with somebody and then and then you you're reading into it and you you're trying to decipher well what does that mean what do they feel like and and every all your friends have advice about well it probably means this or it probably means that and you're you're trying to decide for that person what they're actually feeling but 
the biggest clue is that they're not really present in your life. And don't make excuses for someone who's not giving you their all and really being available to you so that you get what you need completely instead of just little bits and pieces of it. It's so true. I did a live stream not too long ago over on my YouTube channel where I talked about how my community is just filled with these amazing women with huge hearts that tend to give a man way, way, way too much benefit of the doubt and make excuses for him. We've all been there, right? I see yeah. a comment in the chat from Tiffany. She says it's right on topic for me today. She's heartbroken. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Tiffany. Let us know a little bit about your situation if you'd like, or feel free to call in if you'd like to talk to us personally. We can help you out. I don't know if you yeah. just recently went through a breakup, but it sounds like this topic is going to resonate with so many people. And I just see that all the time. I actually had a woman on a recent live broadcast here on Bullhorn. We were talking about how to not lose yourself in dating and relationships. And she was saying that she was dating someone for almost two years and he broke up with her. He wasn't ready. He was newly divorced. She'd had a little more time after her divorce, but she was the first person that he met. And you know, he wasn't ready to be in a relationship with her, but he would still contact her every couple weeks. And when she talked about getting together in person, he said he needed more time. It's really hard. And it can be easy to take that to mean that, oh, well, I told him I'm interested in being pursued for a relationship. So if he's showing up, that must mean that he's interested in that when often that's not the case. It's often yeah. what you said in our last episode that they just want to get that little fix of you. Just because a guy is showing up on your phone a couple times a month doesn't mean he's jumping in with both feet and ready to commit to that real relationship. Do you see that as well? What are your thoughts on that? Well, a hundred percent. And yes, I always say when someone tells you something about themselves, believe them. And mm -hmm. it's not about you. So if a man tells you, hey, look, I just got out of divorce and just across the board, anybody who is just out of a divorce is not ready for a relationship yet. So if he's had that conversation with you, he feels like you heard him. So he's now comfortable to just spend time with you and he doesn't feel guilty about it because he knows that he told you this is just for the fun of it. So if you mistakenly don't hear that and then decide for him that the re that the fact that he is still spending that time with you means that he's changed his mind, that's why you get hurt. And I think by trying to manipulate a situation to make it what you want, instead of really looking at it honestly, and look, you know, we all do this. We talk to the friend that's going to give us the answer that we <laughs> want to hear, right? Yep. You know, it's like if, you, if you've got that one really stern friend that's going to be like, no, he told you he's not ready. You need to hear that. And you're not ready to hear that. You're, you're not going to call that friend, right? But you kind of have to be that for yourself. You have to love yourself first and foremost, more than anybody. Because honestly, that's what makes you most attractive. Someone who loves themselves really holds higher boundaries and has that presence about them to know, yeah, you know what? This isn't what I really want. And yeah, you're really hot and sexy and I'm really attracted to you, but you're going to rip my heart out. So I'm not signing up for that. Right. And I think that's, that's the the fault. Because I also hear from all my clients, right, that you meet somebody and you you feel really chemistry with them. And that's so elusive. It's really hard to find somebody that you have that kind of chemistry with. So mm -hmm. I get it. When you find it, you're all in and trying to keep it, right? And right. to make it what you want. But 
again, when you chase something, it runs. You can push somebody away. And I always say when you have too much must-have on something, you push it away. It's kind of like putting two sides of a magnet together that, you know, the same side of a magnet that it just creates that kind of resistance. And I think when you really hear what someone tells you about their situation and recognize it's got nothing to do with you. It's completely not about you. It's about him and him having to reconcile. And they say that it takes five years to truly get over a divorce. And I find that very true in my coaching because, you know, you, you, when any breakup, you have the habit of being together that you need to create a new habit and, and reaffine your identity. I think when you've been in, in a member of a couple for a long time and you feel like someone's significant other, it's us, we, everything's, we're a unit, we're one. And when you break up, that's no longer the case. You're now an individual and you need to feel empowered as that individual and really embrace being single. It's wonderful to be single right after a relationship because you have so much time to do things that you never got to do. And I think that's a great exercise is ask yourself, what is it that I've been wanting to do that I've been putting off and I just haven't stopped and taken the time to do it? Now's the perfect time because mm-hmm. you're you're trying not to miss your ex or or you know the person that you're thinking about. So don't wait for someone to do stuff with. Do it yourself. Like I, I'm always really impressed that, you know, I'm a matchmaker now too. And I have a matchmaking client who was just telling me that she goes to concerts by herself just because she wants to go. She, there's a musician she wants to see. She goes and she has a great time doing it. And I really applaud that kind of individualism, especially when you're trying to get over somebody, because it shows you that you are whole and that you can be complete and happy without having a partner to do it with. I think that's so important. Yeah, I got a question on a recent live stream on my YouTube channel. Actually, I was talking about these five nice girl habits that (laughs) actually (laughs) cause a man to lose attraction and take you for granted. And someone asked that, you know, after my divorce, for those of you who don't know, I was married previously to someone who unfortunately developed a really horrific alcohol problem and didn't want to get help. The situation just turned terrible. This was a long time ago. So when I got myself out of that situation, started healing, they were asking if I ever worried that I wouldn't be able to connect with another man again. And my answer was basically that I wasn't even thinking about that. You know, I believed in my own ability to attract what I wanted, but I really believed in this work. More importantly, I believe that self-love was the answer and actually really liked being single. I took those few years and really healed, enjoyed myself. And so it wasn't really on my mind. Like, what if I never connect with another man or attract another man who I, you know, want to be in a committed partnership with? I wasn't even really thinking about that because I was enjoying being single so much and having that freedom and being stress-free for the first time in years, right? Yeah. And I think that's when the right person just walks right into your life. And just that energy of not needing it to be this one specific person is really attractive, don't you think? Yes, very much so. And yeah, I think that's a big trap too in that fear that there's never going to be anybody else that you'll feel that way about. And it's so common, really. And if you believe in yourself, I love that you said that, that you trusted that like, I'm amazing. And when I'm ready, I will find another relationship because- Mm -hmm. 
I'm a good person, right? Like, and I love me and someone will be there for me. And, and I can just say it for myself. I've had many long-term relationships that either I walked away or he walked away, right? So honestly, that's what makes me so good at what I do now because I've been through it so many times. And I, I started this journey because I had my heart ripped out at 30 for the first time. And I thought I would never find anybody better. But in looking at my own self-growth, like, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Most people don't really want to do any kind of self-growth work when things are going well. It's when something's not going well that you want to find a better way to exist. And, you know, I always say the, the Equinox gym on me near Broadway in New York used to have a sign in the window that said, outrunning previous versions of myself. And I think that's a great slogan to live by because if you're constantly looking for a better way to do it, you're constantly becoming more attractive, actually. And when you are just being and being happy, that's exactly like you said, when you'll attract somebody because it's usually when you're not looking. It, it's really, it's that must have that you're keeping it away. Someone gave me a great analogy once that if you were in a swimming pool with a big beach ball, and you started making a lot of movement trying to get to it, you'd create wake in the water and you'd push it away from you. And the more you mm. tried, the further it would go away from you. But if you just stayed still and hung out for a while, it would float in, in your direction and you'd be able to grab it. And if you think of it that way with a person that you're you're trying, and I, I, I know that's, you know, oversimplifying it, but it is that easy Really, I, I see it for myself that if I'm kind of sort of dating somebody and and then like they just kind of frustrate me a little bit, so I'm done with it, like, they'll always reach out because I wasn't chasing them. So it, it all comes back to how you feel about yourself and holding really strong boundaries and knowing that what you really want is to feel loved and desired. So... You can't create that. You just need to be amazing and allow someone to see that. Absolutely. Hi, Amaya in the chat, by the way. Tiffany says, OMG, that is amazing. She said, I gave a second chance. And when I mentioned I want to get married one day, I guess things change. And I got a breakup text message instead of a call. Oh, that is tough. Do you have any thoughts for Tiffany? It sounds like she just went through this maybe recently. Yeah. You know, in a situation like that, I would say you actually dodged a bullet and you saved yourself mm -hmm. a lot of wasted time because if he had that kind of a visceral reaction to the thought of getting married, then he clearly doesn't want that. So you don't want to waste your time with somebody who doesn't want that. Like someone who's also interested in marriage, if you say that to them, will say, yeah, that's my goal too. I really want that. She typed in a little more. She said it was about six months, long distance, but I thought we had it clear, same goals. Sounds like she said she just wants to get married one day, not I want to get married to you. Is that what you want with me? Let's work this out. So I think I agree with you, Donna. It sounds like she did dodge a bullet because if they weren't on the same page, I think it's better to know that sooner rather than later. You don't want to invest another six months only to find out that this is not something he wants and that's something you really want, right? Yes, especially long distance because... Long distance can be really deceiving because you don't, you're not part of each other's daily lives and it's just the good stuff. It's kind of the fantasy life that you're on your best behavior a little bit because you don't get to see each other all the time. So 
especially in a long distance relationship, you do need to put some sort of time limit on how long it's going to be long distance. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, six months isn't that long, but you know, a year or two, I think is the longest that you should have a long distance relationship because you need to really figure out if you're right for each other in, in real time, you know, in, in full everyday life. And I cringe when people have been in long distance and then they buy real estate together and move in together, having not really mm -hmm. done that, because it's very different to spend a weekend with somebody than it is to live with them every day and having to be going to work and doing your everyday life and keeping your everyday life going while cohabitating with a person that you're, you've previously just been having a great time with. I completely agree. So I hope that was helpful, Tiffany, just hearing that we think you dodged a bullet. It's better to yeah. know sooner rather than later if you weren't on the same page. I'm so sorry you're going through that, though. Uh, Maya says, I agree. Deceiving. I was with one for the longest time. Yeah, I like what you said, Donna. Long distance. I get questions all the time about long distance relationships. And I hear from people who say things like, I've been talking to this guy for two years. You know, <laughs> I've been talking yeah. to this guy for eight months. And Personally, I don't really want anyone talking to a guy for months or years without some sort of concrete plan to meet in person, right? Especially if it's long distance, because I think we as women can get attached much more than men with daily calls or messages where a lot of times a guy, especially in these long distance situations, they can just drop you like that because they weren't getting invested the same way that the woman was often. Do you see that as well? Absolutely. And and it's it's like it's almost like having a play toy, right? It's it's mm -hmm. a virtual relationship. It's not reality. So it's fun. It's fun to have somebody on the other end and someone to think about. And and But then if you don't really have a committed relationship and you're not actively seeing each other on a regular basis, then honestly, that's how scammers online mm -hmm. get women to, and, and men too sometimes, to give them thousands and thousands of dollars because they create a deep emotional intimacy where you really feel like you know this person, but you don't. So I, I really, I, I there has to be rules if you're going to do the long distance thing that put parameters on it. And I'm not a fan of rules, really. I, I, I don't like that you do something because you think you're supposed to, but mm -hmm. you can linger for a really long time. I mean, I, I talk to clients who have long distances that require an airplane right? Like, it's not like you can get in the car and drive for a few hours. It's you got to get on an airplane and fly across to the other. And I did that, to be honest, for about six months, I dated a guy who was in Los Angeles while I was in New York. And we'd spend a month at a time in one place or the other, which was fun. But when it came right down to it, it just didn't work because he didn't want to leave Los Angeles and I didn't want to leave New York. So, you know, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> you know, so yeah. It's uh, now, but previously I did move to Los Angeles initially because I'd started dating a guy out there when I'd been out there and I'd met him and we were kind of having a long distance relationship. And I, I did move there and, you know, not with him. I got my own place, but I lived within a few miles of him. So then it was an actual relationship. So that's an option too. I think if you've been doing a long-term relationship to move in with each other is definitely cheaper. And I know the allure of that, especially in a city like Manhattan, right, where it's very expensive. But if you can, I think if you live in the same city in separate residences initially, then you really get a better sense of actually dating each other than to be 
you know, thrown immediately into living together. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. She says, thank you. I think I dodged a bullet too. We visited every month and spent a lot of time together. I mentioned I wanted to move into the same city soon too. So I'm glad this was helpful. I'm really loving this topic, Donna. This is just so important. Let's talk about what this self-love looks like and feels like. So if someone doesn't want a real full-time relationship with you, I imagine self-love might look like not just letting them pick and choose the little pieces of you that they want to interact with if they don't want the full package. But I'd love to hear everything you have to say on that. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, because it really does boil down to that. We all settle when it's somebody that we're crazy about and they're giving us anything at all. So we accept it because we're just so desperate to have that relationship. But that's where loving yourself means really having a high bar, as you will, of what you want and then really staying true to that. What is it that you want and need and are you getting it? And if you're not, you can certainly make requests in a calm, loving way, throw it out there and say, hey, you know, I I really would love it if we could do this. That's what I need. And if he's not open to that, or if you're afraid to have that kind of conversation with him, then that tells you something right in the first place, that you're really not having that kind of intimate exchange of, of feelings. So loving yourself means really putting what you want and need first at no matter what cost. Because when you alter that based on a specific person, that's where you get yourself in trouble. If, if you have a requirement that you, you know, need to see somebody at least so many days a week and, and go out and have a nice date together and that you don't necessarily have to go home together. Because I had a client say that to me not long ago. She was like, you know, I, I've been having sex with this guy, but he asked me to dinner and I just don't, I don't want to tonight. I really just want to come home and, and get ready for tomorrow. Like, am I, am I obligated? And I said, no, you are never obligated. Mm -hmm. And that's part of loving yourself too, that don't feel pressured to be a, having to do what the other person wants you to do if that's not feeling good to you. And that's really the biggest part of boundaries that, that learning to be able to say no and feeling good about saying no and and recognizing that you are being empowered and you're loving yourself if you say no to something that doesn't feel right to you and in communicating with somebody who's only texting you late at night or only as an afterthought or you know maybe only texts you during the week and never on a weekend all of those little signs are that he's not really interested and or she like i mean women do that too you know so um that's where i mean love yourself first and you don't have to tell them like i cringe when clients say too like oh well i sent him a text message and i told him that he wasn't like it was like oh god <laughs> like, oh yeah you don't need to tell him just tell yourself yeah i think i'm done you know and depending on how done done you are like if you really think you're done block him and then you don't even know that he was trying to call you or I love the tip to change his contact in your phone to do not contact so that if he does, first of all, then it doesn't stimulate you that you see his name. Or if you have his picture, download like a no, like the red circle with a line through it and make that his picture instead. So 
it reminds you if you're having a weak moment and you go to send him something that, no, you're not supposed to do that. That's really not in your best interest. Because again, when you chase something, it runs. So. Right. Oh, I love everything you're saying. I have so much to say about that. I love that, you know, so many women go, well, I told him that this was unacceptable, but if you're still showing up, I have someone in my life, a family member who's very close to me, who's just so sweet and amazing. She's been dating this guy for probably a year and a half and he's just waving all sorts of red flags. He was from the very first date. And for some reason, she just can't seem to let go and move on. And, you know, he takes her for granted. He sort of breadcrumbs her and she is, you know, one of these nice girls that I've been talking about in a lot of my live streams on YouTube lately. And it comes from such a good place, but she just gives him so much benefit of the doubt. She makes excuses for him and she stuffs down her own feelings, needs, and desires, then just explodes and feels so proud of herself. Well, I told him, but nothing ever changes, of course, because she's trained him that he doesn't have to change. He can do exactly what he's doing right now. She's still going to show up. She's still going to drive to his house a couple times a week. She's not going anywhere. She's convinced him with her behavior that he's got her. She's not going anywhere. So he doesn't have to make any changes. And I've seen this happen over and over and over in some of the women in my community. I think we've all been there. It can be so easy when there's this one guy you have strong feelings for, like you said, to just take those crumbs or sort of take him however you can get him. And yeah. what you're saying is you want to actually do the opposite, right? It's like putting your desire for a great relationship ahead of your desire to just be with this one guy, however you can get him. Do I have that right? Absolutely. Because you teach people how to treat you, whether you're aware of it or not. And as they say, actions speak louder than words. So your words may have said to him, this doesn't work for me. This is what I need from you. But he's ignored that and he's continuing to do what he used to do and you're allowing it. Exactly. So what you've just taught him is that you didn't mean what you said and he's mm -hmm. going to keep taking advantage of that. So it, it really is that simple. If you think of it, that you're teaching someone how to treat you, that I, I always say, if someone does something and you didn't like it and you didn't say anything, then you just taught them that they can do that and that you will allow it because you did. So- being strong in yourself and really standing up for yourself. You know, when you stand up for yourself, it doesn't mean that you have to tell somebody off. You just need to hold that strong boundary and very calmly say, I'm sorry, that doesn't work for me. And be true in that so that they, the, you people will learn how they have to treat you. I mean, look, if, if, some, if you have a friend that if you're late by even five minutes leaves every time and then you don't get to see that person, you'll make sure you're there on time because they've taught you that if you're late, they're going to leave. And it's, it's that same concept with communication. And like, you know, if you say to your guy, I really need to hear from you daily. I, I, would, I would appreciate a text to say I'm thinking of you something daily. And he doesn't do that. Then don't reach out to him and don't say to him like, hey, you didn't tell from me. Like just the next time he reaches out to you, be really strong and don't take his call or don't return mm -hmm. his text. And that's not to play games. It's just to show him like, look, I told you this was important to me and you ignored it. So I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You teach people how to treat you by the behavior you're willing to accept. So you could have all the strong words in the world for them. But I think women who truly value themselves deep down don't need to shout their boundaries because it's just in their energy and vibe. They're willing to walk away. 
I interviewed another expert a long time ago, Mark Rosenfeld, who had this great phrase, soft words, ruthless actions. And he said that you could be kind of like a mafia boss, right? You don't have to shout your boundaries or you exactly. know, tell a guy like it is. It's just you can be soft and actually receptive when you're talking to someone about your boundaries because you understand that you have the safety net of your own actions that are going to back them up. But a lot of people do the opposite. They don't trust themselves to walk away from situations that aren't good for them. So they tend to want to, you know, scream at a guy and tell him like it is and tell him that's not okay or teach him a lesson. So I love everything you're saying. Someone in the chat says, good idea. I deleted the contact and unfriended. I don't need that person in my life. Yeah, we did a podcast episode a while back together, Donna. I don't know if you remember, it was on three steps to get over someone or move on after a breakup. That episode should be really helpful. I refer people to that one all the time. If you're recently going through a breakup or something like that. So this is so important. I'd love to hear if you have any specific boundaries for people who are in this situation where they want more from a man, or maybe they just recently broke up with someone and the guy is still coming around, but isn't ready to jump back into a relationship or they don't want a full-time real relationship with them. Do you have any specific boundaries or standards that you feel people should uphold when they're in that situation? Well, most definitely, if it's your ex, you mm-hmm. need to tell them very specifically, we are not friends. Mm. I do not want to be your friend. We are not friends. Because you want to be lovers and that's why you're you're hanging on. But that's that picking and choosing thing, right? They, they mm-hmm. don't want to be your lover anymore and they might be off with somebody else as their lover, but they liked your friendship. So they're trying to keep that. And I find that very common that the person that did the breaking up always wants to be friends because that part was good. They just right. found somebody else they were more attracted to or, or whatever. And I don't say that to hurt you, but you, you need to really love yourself and, and tell them, tell your ex, we're not friends. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to see you. I really like 100% in or 100% out. I cannot deal with anything less than a full committed relationship with you. So if you're, if you're offering me that, feel free to call me, but do not call me unless that's why you're calling me. And, um, for sure, with an ex. Now, with somebody that you've met and maybe you've gotten together a couple of times, but you haven't, like, you know, right-handed men think and feel separately. Left-handed men and women can think and feel at the same time. So what that means is the majority of men are right-handed men. So they really do need to take a step back from their thinking brain which if they have a busy job, they're in their thinking brain most of the time, to be able to sit with their feelings and feel. And that can take several weeks. And I've seen it happen a lot where if a guy hasn't had contact with you at all, for even like, well, Dr. Pat Allen wrote a book called Getting to I Do, where she said it can be up to eight weeks that a guy is still really interested in you, but you've not heard from him. So give him that space it's good for you. Let him process his feelings and and figure out what it is that he genuinely feels. And you don't want him if he doesn't figure out that you're really good for him and you're what he wants. So that goes back to loving yourself too. Love yourself enough to give him the space without manipulating him to figure out what it is that he does truly want and believe that you're amazing enough that he's going to figure out that it's you 
And if he doesn't, then that's his loss, right? Like you don't want anybody that doesn't want you. So by trying to send little communications here and there and forcing the communication, you could actually be disrupting the normal flow of it. And you could become a little annoying to him if he's having a really busy thing at work because you never know what's going on. Or maybe there's something busy going on in his personal family life or something like who knows. But if you're now interrupting that by sending your little communications, he just might be like, I don't have time for that. I can't think about that right now. So mm -hmm. now you're a little bit in an annoying zone, which is never helpful either. So I think make clear when you are in his company, if you get to be in his company, that you like him, flirt with him, make eye contact, get in his personal space a little bit, like, you know, touch his arm if he says something funny, let him know, hey, I really like you, but then let him pursue you. Don't, don't keep doing that. You know, it's like you can acknowledge him and, and let him know that you like him and then let him step back and figure out what he really feels. And if he is really interested in you, it's better that way because then now he really knows and now he's coming after you. So it's not about playing games. It's, it's about loving yourself and doing what's best for you and not chasing somebody and giving someone the space to figure out what they really want and, and believe in yourself enough to believe that that could be you. That is really powerful. I love that you said this is not a game. It's not some kind of superficial strategy. It's letting a guy really miss you, giving him the space, especially if he's not sure what he wants. If you just keep trying to close that gap and like you said, you know, send him cheerful text messages or photos so he doesn't forget about you. He doesn't have that space to miss you or feel what life might be like without you. I think a lot of guys who were in this unsure place really need to feel what it's like to not have you around constantly contacting them. Then if he's the right man for you and maybe he just did have something going on, like you said, or he was a little confused, then he'll snap to and come back and probably be more likely to be all in than somebody who knows that you're just always going to be there if you're just sort of waiting around for him, right? Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you also can't make someone love you, right? And someone who is empowered and living a happy life and, and really obviously loving themselves is very attractive. So be that and, and keep doing what's best for you. Keep taking care of yourself and working out and getting together with your friends and don't cancel plans with your friends. Because I see girls do this much more than men, that they sit home and then they don't make plans to do things because they want to be available if the guy they really like wants to see them. But mm -hmm. like, that's not helpful. <laughs> you know, it's like, it actually really is better for you if you haven't heard from him in a while and he calls to ask you to do something and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to this concert with my girlfriends. Could we do and suggest another night so that he knows you're not blowing him off? But that you're not sitting around waiting for him. You know, you're, you're out, you're having a full life. And, and, and in, in the meantime, you're having fun with your friends, which keeps you from thinking about him and don't talk about him. Like, you, you know, you are what you think you are. The more you talk about something, the more you relive it over and over again. So if, if there's a guy that's kind of driving you crazy a little bit, let go, trust that if he's supposed to be with you, he'll figure it out. 
and go out and have a great time with your friends. And, you know, if you're not ready to date somebody else, that's okay. But get out and have fun. And who knows who you might meet while you're out if you're not talking about him. You know, it's like mm -hmm. someone just might end up being a, a great surprise. Right. I love what you said. You want to do this for you, right? Not for some effect it has on him. If you're doing all of this and ignoring his messages and making other plans because you're trying to make him feel a certain way, it's just never going to work permanently. I've certainly found because it's just all about him. You're trying to do something to affect him and women who truly trust that they're going to get what they want. And the right guy is going to absolutely know that he wants to pursue her for something serious they don't need to do that. They don't do something for the effect it has on a guy. They're just living their best life, having fun. That's in their energy and in their vibe. And a guy can feel that. I and mean, women Absolutely. too. I think mm -hmm. people are sensitive to that. They can feel it if you're trying to make them feel a certain way versus you're just living your life and having fun, right? Yes. Energy is contagious. And, and mm -hmm. I think absolutely you can feel someone's energy. And if it's a needy energy, that's a huge turnoff. No one wants to feel mm -hmm. like they're being smothered by somebody. And because a whole lot of people do have commitment issues, right? So mm -hmm. if you're a little bit needy and smothering, you're going to kick in that commitment issue. And, and you know, I mean, again, better sooner than later. If, if someone's not capable of something, the sooner you know that, the better. And and to the point of the girl that's, you know, putting up with the bad behavior of the guy and and, you know, keep allowing him to come in and out. Like, I mean, that's an, an exact example of exactly that you, you need to put an end to it and recognize that this is not really going to ever be what I want. I don't know that he's capable of it. I've asked. He didn't give it to me. My evidence is that he's not capable of doing it. So mm -hmm. I, I can't, I mean, the definition of insanity is to keep trying the same thing and expecting a different result, right? So, you know, I, I like to simplify that with nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you're in a situation for a long time and it's not going the way you want, you need to change something. And you can only change what you can control, which is to remove yourself from it. Absolutely. I'm going to have to send her this episode. <laughs> it's so frustrating <laughs> for me to watch knowing everything I know. It's just like nothing's ever going to change. I can guarantee you that, right? It's right. so true. It's just so because there's just no reason for them to change. Why would a guy change? He has everything. He has you whenever he decides he wants that and he gets to have his freedom. There's no strings attached. He has it all. So why in the world would he change anything? That's a great deal for him. And it's a terrible deal for you if you're in that situation, man absolutely. or woman, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So important. Oh my gosh. We could just talk forever about this. Is there anything else you want to say on this idea that you don't want to give away little pieces of yourself to someone who has let you know that they're not ready for the full relationship? And I definitely wanted to save some time to talk about your breakup recovery action plan too. Oh, cool. Thanks. Well, yeah, I mean, really, the bottom line comes down to people do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And if someone's really not showing up for you and communicating with you the way that you'd like and seeing you the way that you like, recognize that. And don't try to manipulate them into doing something else. Just take a step back and focus on yourself and do things for yourself that'll make you happy, that can keep you having fun and, and communicating with friends and things like that. And if he wants you, he'll come after you. 
And if he doesn't, then you saved yourself a lot of time and heartache because people do what they want to do. If he wants to be with you, he will be. And the more you try to force something, the less likely you are to get it. So, yeah. It, That's so important to understand. The more you try to force something, the less likely you are to get it. It's so counterintuitive. So I'm really happy to be putting this information out there. And for people who have may maybe just gone through a breakup or need some more personalized help with their unique situation, I know you have your breakup recovery action plan. Are you still offering 50% off to my community with the coupon code STRONGER? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, that great. Is that is exclusively for you and for your listeners that, um, because I, I do find that when you go through a breakup, you have to break the habit of interacting with your ex. So really the intention of my online course is to create a new habit of something really helpful for you to, to focus your attention on. And it's in three steps. Like step one is, um, actually my apologies, it's five steps. <laughs> Step one is really no contact with your ex and why that is the best for you, that you're not friends and that you're never going to move past it while your ex is still in your life. And, and really that's the most important thing. If you are hoping that you're going to meet somebody else, the energy that you're directing at your ex is going to block anyone else from being able to come into your life. So mm. You, you really, that's that loving yourself. It's, and so step one is really all about how to cut contacts, like the logistics of, well, he has my stuff or like we're co-parenting or whatever your situation is. It's all the logistics of how to cut contact. And, um, and then really step two is, is like the grief process, really holding your hands through the five steps of grief, which you, you have to go through, but everyone goes through it a little bit of a different Phase, right? Like the first stage is, is usually denial that, wait, no, you love me. Wait, this isn't over. right? And then bargaining where you're trying to get them back and you're promising you'll do this and you're promising you do that if they just come back. And then you usually get to anger where you really you just want to like, you know, rip up everything and, you know, however you process anger. But, and then actually a lot of people have a hard time processing anger, which leads to depression, right? Which you, you'll go through depression anywhere where you finally get to that just like, I don't feel like doing anything stage. And then acceptance is, is the next one. But while you're going through that, there's a lot of support for all that stuff. But then step three is, is really all about it's empowering yourself and becoming your best you. Because that's really the best gift of a breakup is to become your best self and then be that much better in the next relationship. Because I do think you learn from each relationship you go through. So if you can really scrutinize it and look at your own stuff and strengthen your boundaries and learn better communication skills, and, and there's all sorts of checklists and quizzes. There's lots of quizzes. I tried to make it fun. And there's more than you know 10 hours of videos that you can go back and watch because I do find sometimes, and like even like in listening to a podcast like this, like you hear something one time because you're in a certain emotional state, but then something else is going on with you and you go back and listen to it again and you hear something different. Yes. So I think that's the beauty of the the videos. And then the quizzes, there's checklists and quizzes to help you decide, was your ex a narcissist? Was he a sociopath? Like, was he an addict? All sorts of different behaviorisms but then also going forward, you can hopefully avoid in the next relationship. So um, step four is closure, that 
you really get ready to completely let go and be open to someone else. Or if it's a 90-day plan, if you've waited the 90 days and you've scrutinized your ex and you really do think it was you that needed to change and that your ex was a really good choice, then there's help to reach out to try to start a new beginning. It's not really like you're like, oh, let's get back together. It has to be a new beginning because you'll just break up all over again if it doesn't change. And then step five is dating again, which is all about once you do some personal growth work, dating will feel different. And if you're making a choice in a new person, it's going to feel different. Like you might not have that same, oh God, I can't get my hands off of you kind of feeling, but that's good because that's the devil that you know, and that's what's gotten you in breakups in the first place, right? So mm-hmm. you, you, it will feel different when you've really worked on becoming the best version of yourself. And then it's help in trying to like, how do I find someone now? Where do I go? And what do I do? And how do I make this one last? So that's, that's basically what the- That sounds amazing. It's so needed out there. I think it's just the perfect time to get support. And does it come still with personal messaging with you for people who join? Absolutely. And with each other, like I use the Telegram app. So like with me or anybody else that's in there, you can message with each other, which because like someone who is also going through a breakup can truly commiserate with what you're feeling. So I I really like I really tried to make it like a full time support because, you know, when I when I have a client who's going through a breakup, frequently they want to talk to me all day long, you know, so Mm -hmm. I can only hope so many people at a time. So I'm really proud of the way that I've put it together. I, I, I actively made the videos while I was helping people going through breakups. So, you know, I'd make notes about things that I thought was helpful. And, you know, I, I was actually going through my own breakup when I was oh, making wow. this. Like I'd been living with a man. We were together for four years. And then he pulled the rug out from underneath me and left me for another woman. So, oh uh, yeah, I I really put my heart and soul into what you need to get through. Like the abandonment is is really largely what it is. So I'm very proud of what I've put together and and I'm happy to be able to help people with it. Absolutely. So if you're listening to the replay of this on Apple or Spotify or right here on Bullhorn or anywhere else, that'll be the first link in the description or episode details. You can get 50% off using the coupon code STRONGER. I'll write that in too, just to remind everybody. If you're listening live, that should be in the episode details. If not, if you want to just go grab that before the replay of this post, you can always email me, helenaheartcoaching at gmail.com or check out any of the other episodes Donna and I recorded together. And that'll be the first link in there. I know we did that episode on three steps to get over someone or move on after a breakup and then how to know if someone is in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. If this episode was helpful, I highly recommend checking out those because we just went really in depth on some of these other topics that go along with breakups and what to do if you still have feelings for your ex and all of that. So is there anything else you want to say, Donna, before we close out here today? I love everything we talked about. I think this is just so important. Well, thanks. Well, first and foremost, it's always great to be on with you. You always have great topics. And just to everybody out there, just really put yourself first. And, you know, we're all taught to, you know, not be selfish and not put ourselves first. But I think if you really be strong in putting yourself first, it'll help you not put up with bad behavior. And, and, And that's the biggest clue whether someone's good for you or not, right? Because you know, I've had so many clients that went through breakups and then they call me, they're all excited because it's easy 
when it's right. When two people want to be together, it's really easy because mm -hmm. they're both communicating. They're both available. They both want to be together. And that's how it should be. So don't settle for anything less than that. Oh, I love that. That is great advice. So I hope that's really resonating with everybody. I'm also going to include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app. That'll be the second link in the description. If you'd like to join me for my live broadcasts, I broadcast my podcast live every other Tuesday at six o'clock PM Eastern time, which is three o'clock PM Pacific time. It's totally free. So user-friendly. You can type your questions into the chat or call in and get help with your personal situation. So Donna, this was great. Thank you so much again. Again, I hope we can do this again soon. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I would love to do this whenever, you, whenever you're ready. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. We'll talk again soon. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.